Get in, loser. We're going to adventuring. Hi, this is Daphne, your friendly audience surrogate. Rosalind Charles and Ramirez followed the clues not all man left to an abandoned nuclear missile silo. Ramirez scouted it out and determined there were children being held there, which was enough for Charles to decide to just smash his way in. The way is being barred, however, by a new villain with a sense of theater named the Vital Center. Two production notes. There was a mastering error on the previous episode which has been corrected. So if people were talking over each other at the end of the episode for you, please download it again so you can enjoy the cliffhanger ending. Second, there were mic issues with Michael's recording, which created an echo effect which has been corrected for future episodes. Thank you for your understanding. We now return to the action already in progress. So when last we left our two heroes, lo these many days ago, they were, and correct me if any of this sounds uh, unfamiliar, uh, in an abandoned nuclear silo, which had been converted into some kind of lab, in which there were a number of children bunked out, and both Charles and Rosalind had snuck into this place, Charles, full of fury and sadness. And they were being challenged by a man describing himself as the vital center with four little robots servants that uh, sparked menacingly and attacked and charged toward you. And we all and we, and we both had about 10 heroic action points, right? <laughs> yes, you had 300 heroic action points each. Can you explain a little bit more about the layout of this space? Sure. Uh, Perhaps with a combat map. Mm. With a combat round map. Oh, I don't believe in those. Heck no. You didn't. You didn't bring your hexes and your miniatures. No, that would have been way more organized than I currently am. I, I cannot express to you the level at which I am just not operating at one hundred percent organization wise. Oh, um, no, so we're we're gonna we're gonna do this conceptually, partially because, of course, this is for a podcast, so everything is a little bit abstracted. Um, this is good. Yes. So you are on like a really big concrete floor, and you come in the edge, and, and this is kind of like a um, a large, it's a cylindrical room. So this is the the floor is a big circle, and there's like a couple little out spaces. But this was a space that was designed to be utterly trashed when the rocket actually went off. This is the actual rocket chamber. This is the actual missile silo rocket chamber. Yes. Got it. Okay. And it had a spiral like platform that went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, it had spiral staircases and it had platforms like at regular intervals for maintenance and things like that. These have been, uh, you know, reinforced and expanded, and now this is a multi-level lab facility. I haven't had a chance to look at much because you went in and you were going to arrest people and figure out what the heck was going on. But the things that you have seen is there's a bunch of there's a bunch of children who are apparently sleeping, and you haven't had a chance to look closely to see how many or how old they are, but like adolescent-ish or more. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they are like definitely like behind some kind of bars or something on little pallets, like on cots. And then um, 
right when you were about to start arresting everybody and trying to figure out what was going on, this guy showed up, and then the, these four like weird-looking martial robots came charging at you. Correct. That's my recollection. I'll let Robin ask follow-up questions. Charles is in front because he's immune to everything. Well, not everything. He he would definitely be taking the lead, though. Yeah, I, I am. I'm drawing fire, as it were. Charles is tanking. Rosalind is spanking. That is beautiful. I love to serve. The uh, 9.30 show is completely different from the 7 o'clock show. My recollection is that the Vital Center had a distinctive appearance of being consumed by nanites or something. You know, that, that's a little strong because, like, he's a moderate. So there, there's a balance between the ah. nanites and the person. He has accommodated them at a level such that... Um, the, the creative tension is bringing out more than the sum of its parts. They're, he's coming together with the nanites to solve problems for the entire community. I see. And would Rosalind be able to tell in looking this unusual character over whether he possesses what you might call an absurdly unusual metabolism? You can certainly roll a perception check and see if she happened to catch something because she's a very perceptive human. Let's give that a try. I roll a six. Out of six, and I what is your, and how much yeah. did you beat your perception by? I beat a bunch. Um, yeah, that, yeah, with you so far. I beat it by seven. All right. Um, what is it you're looking for? Because like, you'll probably spot it. I am looking for whether he, whether his central nervous system is still approximately that of a human. So you're looking for whether or not whether he moves in a way that is not like that, that is so smooth or swift, like that he's like got like cyberpunk boosted reflexes or something. That would be a reasonable thing to look for. Got it. Um, whatever else is going on with him, that is not it. He is also like he doesn't have the absurdly good toneness and you know like good healthy skin that Rosalind displays. Nor obviously is he made of Dura skin the way Charles is. For some guys, skincare just isn't a priority. It's true. Like, he, he might not exfoliate. <laughs> I don't think Rosalind exfoliates either. She doesn't have to. She's self-exfoliating. <laughs> she, she doesn't sweat. She glows. <laughs> nice. Charles Charles perspires. At least 20% of it. I always assumed Charles had, like... <laughs> Like uh, heat sink veins that popped out of his back. He still has a few pores remaining. <laughs> they work sometimes. Nice. He'll get over it. Okay, what is between, so uh, what what is what is between us and the robots and the vital center at this point? Okay, uh, very little because the robots are running at you very fast. Uh, clearly, the vital center's plan is to uh, engage with you. Front robots. Remember, one had a had a chain sword. Mm, yes. Which is exactly what it sounds like. And then another one, let me see here. So, yeah, so Status has a chain sword. Quo um, has, oh, like, nets, like some kind of weird, like, flingy nets. Responsibility uh, has an, uh, like, electric electric gun thing kind of stick out of it, making little arc noises. And Resolve uh, also has a little electric gun. So we got, we got nets, we got a chain sword, and uh, two electric guns. Okay, what was, the, what was the third guy's name? Resilience? Uh, it's status, quo, responsibility, and resolve. Basically, David Brooks call. 
I'd laugh, but I hate David Brooks. I hate David Brooks so much. Like, it, it's not healthy. I bet Charles doesn't hate David Brooks as much as you do, though. I'll buy that. It's actually probably Charles's job not to have any opinion at all on David Brooks. He's also kind of, again, I, I keep getting back to the homicide cop mm-hmm. uh, analogy where, like, his job is so important and so all-consuming that that's just where his energy goes. I'll I'll be honest. Charles is probably in that weird niche between you know not having a Facebook account, you know not not keeping not having a Twitter account, not keeping track of like the day to day pulse of bullshit. Yes, and then and then also kind of you know being being in the military and just kind of so such so like the 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 the, the random pundits yeah. just don't show up on his radar. Like, he reads the newspaper. Like, you have to work with all kinds of people very close in the military. There's a lot of just ignoring it. He doesn't, he doesn't have time to, right, he doesn't have time to sit down in front of CNN for an hour. Or Fox News, for that matter. Not unless he's told to. Fair enough. And even then, it would be there as a technical consultant, not as someone who has an actual opinion. Right. Like, my opinion is, uh, the very large man that's 60 feet tall should not tear the bridge down. And I am going to lobby strongly against that. It might be controversial, but let me make my case. Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. Yeah. So we are we are 100% in combat. Yes. Okay. Or at least uh, he certainly seems to think so, and, and unless you don't and, and, and can make me a case on that one, <laughs> which I'm, I'm going to listen to because you know, Rosalind's very persuasive. It kind of sounds like we're in combat at the moment. I'm with you on that one. I'm just saying. So, yeah. Rosalind turns to Charles. Listen, I'm not so good with robots, but I might be able to do something about the guy back there. Can you is is there a way that I can get to him without having to go through the robots? It kind of sounds like they're Wait, that is way too much tactics, but the good news is is that um they're they are zero time actions. Soliloquies are zero time actions. Soliloquies are zero time actions. But I can answer that question oh. before you even get started, which is that there are four of them and two of you, so they they have the advantage in terms of positioning. And so there's two of them that are more like like fighty and they're kind of charging toward you, and two of them that are more like like shooty and they're hanging back a little bit. But it's definitely like there's there's a line between you and the vital center, and there's like an arc of yep. robots between you and him. Let's see. Rosalind says to Charles, "Can you throw me over them? Can you, can you throw me to the guy?" Fastball special. Says you got to toast me. <laughs> Fastball special. I, I could guess. Um, yes. But yeah, I, you do it in I, a way I, that doesn't kill me. I, I find that strategically implausible. I um I will allow it for sure, awesome. Uh, but I will not guarantee that you won't get shot out on the way over. I, I I think I I think we can we can we can punch our way through these these puds. Yeah. So uh, just from a, a narrative standpoint, uh, this is a tough fight. I have plans for if you are successful and also if you are unsuccessful. So don't feel bad either way. Fair enough. Um. So what's the distance between us and like the, the charging robots, the, the robots that are? Uh, you're you're at like maybe two, two, three meters. Like they're they're, oh, they're a like big right room. There. It's a room, and they're coming at you. Okay. So is there is there a high ceiling? Like we're in the silo, aren't we? There's those um like those ring floors, but they're like there's like twenty feet between them because they're they're for maintenance. Most they were for me. So anyway, uh, uh, Rosalind, I, I appreciate your zeal, but uh, yeah. I really need you for su- I, 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 I will need you for suppressing fire. We'll, we'll get there. I okay. Don't don't let me get killed, and I can take that guy down. I know. 
Do you I, I want do. Ramirez to do anything? I can toast Ramirez. <laughs> I want Ramirez to uh, see if there is a computer or a remote or a device somewhere that seems to be controlling the robots. Got it. So you you want him to scout. I'll have him roll a perception check when it's his turn. Cool. All right, let me check uh, uh, speeds here. Charles, I believe you have a speed four. Is that correct? That is correct. Rosalind, what's your speed? Also four. Excellent. Charles, what's your dex? Uh, 25. Right, so you go first. Long <laughs> story short. Okay. Um, net gun guy, I want to... I wanna, um, so is he, is he pretty much in melee range? He could be with a, with a quick step, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I could, at I'm that gonna, point, you will definitely be also be in melee with Chainsword Guy. Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not overly concerned about Chainsword Guy. Let's see. Well, he, he's probably it's probably a killing attack, so it's probably uh, no normal defense or, or that that's annoying. Well, it's a it's, it's, it's a hard, hardened PD only. Okay. Resistant. <clears throat> resistant. I'm yes. sorry. Resistant. Yes. Hardened is yes. armor versus armor. Pure. So I'm not going to do the haymaker, which would lower my DCV. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think I'm going to uh, I want to to look up the multi attack. Do 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 do. do. Multiple attack. Uh, oh, good. I'm on page uh, 151. You got it. Uh, procure performing a multiple attack suffers a cumulative minus two OCD penalty for each attack in the sequence after the first. Okay. If the character misses any of his attack rolls, all remaining attacks in that multiple attack sequence also miss. But a block, a successful block, does not count as a miss. You got it. Yeah. Um, they must all be within my attacker's 180 degree line of sight. Oh, that's fine. I think you're good that way. Um, and I'm just checking to see if there is a defensive pe- or a d- damage penalty. In other words, I no. It says one half DCV, which oh, not a damage penalty, just a, but there's a but it's half DCV. Your, your DCV will be half of usual because you are you are working really hard instead of protecting yourself and fighting. Um. Yeah, the, the the other thing I, I should I should point out that the um, the big sigh that I'm going to make here is that uh, um, I am I am vulnerable to electrical attacks. <laughs> that is one are, of are my. You, com- are you sharing that with me? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm sharing that with you as a player. I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that out loud. Right. Rosalind <laughs> is kind of there because she knows what happened when the EMP hit him. Although that's but, kind of a different thing, but okay. Yeah. Um, but the, it's in her head that that might be the kind of thing that would go badly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will do this. I'm going to do a multiple attack with my uh, blaster. Okay. This is awesome. How and many uh, attacks gonna, are you making? I'm going to make two attacks okay. against the two melee robots. You got it. Cool. So the first is a normal attack with no OCV penalty. No, they're both at minus four. That's how that works. Every attack is at minus whatever. Not according to this. Third third paragraph, and the penalty applies to all attack rolls. For each Wait, attack you in calculate the sequence, what the OCV penalty is, and you apply it to everything. Each attack in the each attack in the sequence after the Ooh. first. Keep reading. So keep four, reading. So four attacks. In the sequence, is a total OCV penalty of minus six. I'm making two attacks, so I get a minus two OCV penalty. Right, for both attacks. I'm sorry. Correct. You said minus four. Well, that's because I'm not very smart. 
Well, that we know, and we've basically been humoring you for quite some time. So I appreciate that. But you, you, you make up for it in in, in enthusiasm and kindness. So, <laughs> no, mostly pooping. So, uh, so now, now does the? Uh, I assume this is uh, this endurance is. I got each one of each one of these uh, blasts is going to cost me endurance. That's correct. So I may just want to punch. I'm okay with that. And it's pretty much going to be ten d six anyway. So we'll do that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna punch. He's just gonna basically go pow pow because we're yeah. we're in melee. It's a narrow platform. I should be able to just pop pop punch these two dudes, yeah. right? Okay. There's a platform above you. You're on the ground floor, so it's a big empty like not empty, but it's a, it's it would be empty. It's a big undivided concrete floor right that you're being but that's full of like boxes here and there's stuff over there and there's desks here and there's like some kind of creepy lab thing happening over there right? sure so it's but it's yeah it's kind of a channeling there's a channeling effect yes yeah. all right so the first attack on netboy yes is quo yes that is um, quo i have a uh, i have a dcv in mind okay my ocv is seven i have plus two for hand-to-hand combat Minus okay. two for the maneuver. I got a seven. That hits. All right. Let me let me roll the second attack. You got it. I got a nine. All right. That also hits. So Charles, Charles is like, well, I, I know what to do here, right? <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a job for violence. That's where I'm a Viking. All right. Okay, so this is on Netboy. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot diggity. <laughs> hot diggity dolls. They've got all the best dolls. All right, so body damage is uh, two for sixes, right? Uh, two for sixes, zero for ones, yes. So I've got uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen body. Okay. Wow. And then uh, 24, because I got four sixes, uh, 24, uh, 30, 40, 42 uh, stun. Okay. I don't know if there is stun involved in robots. Uh, the thing I want to do is want to roll knockback now, because that's, that's the thing that's okay. probably going to affect it. It's on page 158. Wow, impressive. Knock After down. an attack. After attack, uh, roll 2d6 and subtract the total from the amount of body rolled on the attack. If there's any left over, then there's not. Huh. So you did, uh, what, 11 body? There will be leftovers since well, I was 13. Yeah, because there's... 13 body, uh, roll 2d6. And subtract that. I, That's I how just want to double check 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yes, 13 body. Yep. Ah, 5. All right, so that's... Uh, okay. <laughs> 7 left over, which double, uh, doubles 14 meters of knockback. Does it hit, Charles does, steps does it hit, forward, uh, right? And just, like, just hauls off on this thing. Like, yes, okay, I know what I'm doing here. Like, gets his feet planted, you know, does a whole, like, you know, like, twists with the hips, gets the power in there, and just nails this thing right in the head. And the thing is, like, the punch does not do it a ton of damage, right? It appears to be good for that sort of thing, but it goes flying across the area and, and just, like, smashes into a desk, and then there's just boxes falling on it from everywhere. Like, it, it, it's going to take turns for it to dig itself out. All right, and then and then his uh, uppercut on uh, Chainsword Boy. Uppercut. <laughs> oh, excellent! 
<laughs> How much did you do? Okay. So, uh, zero ones. Um, nice. I did... God, I gotta, I gotta sort these out here. Um, so that's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 body. Excellent. Damn. And that's 30, 40, uh, 51 stun. And again, I, right. I don't know if uh, robots do stun, but uh, I got a lot of fives. And roll some knockback. Okay. And I've completed uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 minus. <laughs> minus two. Nice. All right, so the, the uppercut goes, and it actually launches it off, and it's, like, stuck in one of one of the platforms above you. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't breathe. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, normally when you... Waving its chain sword impotently. Normally when you roll, when you roll snake eyes in a, in, a, in a D&D game, you're just like, ah, crap. Right. Well, I didn't go that way. Well, that's all my sneak attack damage. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, uh, it'll make Rosalind's turn. Go ahead, Rosalind. All right. Which um, weapon did you decide to grab out of the C-130? Let's go ahead and establish this. I decided to grab a handgun, and I'm I'm also carrying a piece of metal like a crowbar because handgun quite frankly crowbar, I'm, that is a, a I, I, I combination. got <laughs> very little faith in this handgun situation. <laughs> um so my straight my straight strength um attack is four D six. So yes. with with a crowbar would that be like five D six, six D six? I'm gonna call it six for now, just because it's fun. Alright. So which which is a more effective weapon if I'm in melee range? Um it really depends on so a so gun's going to be an RKA. So it, mm-hmm. it would go so through like, armor. So it's like roughly three times as good. Yes. Well, it's not that. It's um because it's those two, it, the the numbers cancel out. The difference is that a killing attack does way more body and a little less stun, and a regular okay. attack does more more stun and less body. All right. But I may not I may not actually be in melee range of anything right now because Charles knocked back. Charles the two may that have closer. solved that problem. Yes. Yeah, and uh, responsibility and resolve were further back, is what you said. Yeah, yes, they were being it. covered. They were being, you know, screened briefly. Yeah. So uh, do you want to you want to pot one of the uh, the electric pots? I do. Yeah, Excellent. I want to take a shot at. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. What is your OCV? My OCV is four. Okay. Uh, I have a DCV in mind. All right. Now I roll 3d6. Yes. I do not do well. I roll a 15. Okay, you, you take a shot and you miss. Yes, there, I do. There's a lot going on. Even someone <laughs> as preternaturally calm as Rosalind is occasionally man troubles. Did you just say man yeah. troubles? Was that? That can't, that can't have been what he said. He said occasionally going to said... have troubles, I said. Ah. <laughs> What did I, what, what did it come sounded out like you said Rosalind occasionally has man troubles, which <laughs> yeah, may also not, be the case. That would have made sense for me to say. You are totally correct. Good call on that one.
It seemed legit. <laughs> Irrelevant, perhaps, but well, plausible. Well, I'm sure there's a number of gentlemen with reasonably good taste following her around with tongues hanging out of their mouths, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> Men and women. That good point. Yes, uh, not gonna. You know, also, you know, uh, members of different species that <laughs> suddenly realize an unfortunate <laughs> awakening. Yeah, yeah. It's an intersectional. It's high quality is where I'm going with this. It's true. Quite. Quite. All right. Uh, it is now time for at least one robot to do something at some point. No. Uh, responsibility decides that Charles is definitely the, the, the more important of the two of you and takes a shot at Charles. Okay, so my DCV is normally six. It's now three. Okay. Hmm. I might actually get a shot off. This is great because I have no idea what like is involved in like things actually doing damage to each other. All right, <laughs> let's do it. I rolled a seven. That's definitely a hit. Okay. And then... I gotta like look up the, the what the vulnerability actually means. Uh, All right, let's look that up because a bunch of stuff happened. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, vulnerability. Yes. Take more effect from a particular type of attack. Yep. Multiplier applies the damage or effect before any defenses. Right. Right. So I multiply it first, and so it's, it's an X two, isn't it, or an X one point five? Well, no, I have, I have a one X damage or effect, but then that would imply that it doesn't do anything. That wouldn't be much of a vulnerability. Let me check it on this thing. What page are you on? I'm on uh, 129. The character takes 1x to... or 2x. Yeah. Let me I... see here. I took 1x. Let me check if there's a, a typo on that, because that might be 1.5 is what they're going for. Yeah, 1.5. Yeah, it's one yeah I'm, I'm seeing that now. Uh, you look at page 198. Yeah. So I guess I get the character that has 1.5x uh, done. I just and got it, that with It would be the same points as if. Okay, I'm going to write that down on my character. Yeah, that's a good point. Vulnerability, the character. Yeah, that just seemed <laughs> real stupid. Um, um, I'm going to write down 1.5, and we'll say it is it is stun damage. So apparently, I have to I have to choose one or the other. Yes, that is correct. So, so the body is normal. The stun is 1.5. Times. 1.5. I mean, because because it, it throws him for a loop, it doesn't actually harm him necessarily. Right. It's it just yeah, it kind of it zaps his his circuits. Okay. All right. Uh, then with the vulnerability, Charles takes 114 stun. What? It is a 20d6 blast, and he rolled well. I am unconscious. Yeah, yeah it's okay. There's a plan for this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not being a dick. <laughs> I would argue a 20d6 is a little, little dickish. Uh, that but I'm not, a, I'm not upset. No, the, the vinyl center uh, is a terrible human being, and of course he is, right? Well, of course he is. All right, so I'm, I'm in. All right, so I want to set the scene, which is that Charles is like, okay, I've got this covered, and he steps forward, right? And, like, he punches one, and it goes flying off into the into the, 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 the boxes, and he punches another one, and it goes flying up in, like, into the rafters and gets stuck there. And all, you hear this, like, horrible zapping noise as the, as the air is converted to ozone on, on, a, on, a, on a very serious level. And just this gigantic arc of electricity comes out and knocks Charles on his ass. Damn. And the next one looks at Rosalind. And now, takes is there, now, is there there's something yeah. I can do where I can like hold my next combat maneuver to, to like dodge or block? Yeah, or you totally right? can. You, you can abort to a, uh, a different combat maneuver. We'll go ahead and go through that. Excellent. I'm going to do that. I want to get out of yeah. the way of this damn thing. 
Rosalind is I saw what it did to Charles. <laughs> right. Like, the first one zaps Charles, and you're just like, oh, God. All right, so. <laughs> yeah. Not that Charles was not very effective. Just, wow, that was terrible. Right. I also want to emphasize, this is mind-boggling, that anything that's that size has mm-hmm. this kind of power just sitting in it. Yeah, this is this is like one of those little smaller than a shoebox things that can jumpstart a car. No, no, no. This is it's about like 40, 50 pounds. It's like an upright. It's like a kangaroo size. Mm, mm. But even then, like, but it's got like this little like you know generator thing on it, and it just like just rocks out of there. And once again, you have this. That is not how physics works. Sense. Mm, mm-hmm. Which you also had when when you've seen Charles do things. Which is interesting. Yes. Because it's interesting to see that in something that is not at all organic. Yes. I had sort of assumed that a conscious mind controlling it was what was why it worked for Charles. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I, this is a big deal. Something very strange just happened. A strange right. and. Deeply alarming, yes. All right. Yes. So I'm I am aborting my next move to uh, I don't uh, know what I, the right defensive move is. It'll be a is. dodge, which is 149. Okay. 149. Uh, how much did that uh, go yep. past Charles's abilities, Joe? Well, much, uh, much, I'm presuming it, I'm presuming it's ED. Yes, that is correct. So I have 15 ED. Uh, so I took 99, which means I have I'm at minus 59. Okay. Well, how much stun did you? Oh, got it, because you have 40 stun. Yeah. I have 40 stun. So you're going to recover your recovery per round, right? Uh, correct. So Charles will come to in how many rounds? Math is hard. Uh, four rounds. Okay. So the, oh, that's like, good recovery. in a minute, he'll like, pull him, he'll, like pick himself up. And recovery, you recover for stun, right? It's not con, it's recovery? It is, it's your recovery number. Okay, is that how much, um, is that how much, sorry, uh, oh my goodness, words. Is that how much endurance you get back or how much stun you get back per turn? It is both. Yeah, with recovery you get back stun and endurance, you don't get back body. Now, normally, right, you know, it's, you, both. it's you, not your con, it's recovery that gets both. Right. Normally, you would take an action to, to take a recovery. Right. And then you get you get a recovery's worth at the end of the, the, the round. So let me, let me take a step back. The combat round. Each phase you get okay. to act, you can take a recovery. So I'm guessing the fact that, you know, he's taking a recovery because it's all he can do. No, he gets no, he gets no actions while he's unconscious. Okay, so then when when... Would he quote unquote take a recovery? Well, he would get every the automatic. Phase or every, every at the end of every round, he gets the automatic. Okay. Then it will yes, it will be four rounds. Yeah. Not. There's a uh, there's a section on page one fifty nine recovering from knockout. Excellent. The news is not good though. Oh, Jan's uh, option take... a long time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, a deeply unconscious character may not get a recovery each phase, see the recovery timetable. The, the timetable, you're at, what, negative 50 or so? Yes. So that's more than negative 31, oh, so that is I GM's see. option a long time. Yes. All right. Okay, so in the meantime, uh, you're getting shot at, Rosalind. You're, you're ducking, which I, re- which I respect. 
Seemed like the right, thing to do. Uh, they rolled a three. Okay, let's see what happens. That's no good. If you roll a three, we got problems. I'm gonna, yeah. Sure, why not? This is awesome. This officially generous definition is awesome. I had a plan. <laughs> All right. What is Rosalind's ED currently, and what is her body currently? My ED, um, my my total ED okay. is seven. Uh, body is nineteen. Oh, good. Uh, so you take twenty body ED. Okay. Um, or I, I take twenty body included, like no, after there's subtracting, an subtracting my there's ED. Subtract or... from that. Okay, and it's normally ED. Yes. Okay. So yes. I take thirteen. Which is extremely okay. painful. Excellent. And kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. seventy-three stun. Then, then the chainsword guy with his 40 d6 of killing attack would have sliced my head off. And the net gun guy with like an auto hit net that electrocutes you for 40 d6 would have it gotten me. It was a regular so, for the record. That was for Rosalind. So, so clearly. So the secret's out. He didn't bring his dice because he actually needed 50 of them. <laughs> Only 20 and I have 36. Although I will admit that the chainsword was, was kind of ridiculous. It was a fifty-point chainsword. My, well, the, that's kind of the reason why I I got them first. I figured it was a killing attack, and, and yeah, if you got right. close to Rosalind, you know she's she's down. And then just net gun. Like I don't want to be entangled by anything. Entangles a pin in the ass. So, I was also um, expecting something to miss. So that's kind of where that's at. Yeah. Uh, so like the the two like other robots like zap the two of you, and and you are knocked unconscious, and it is terrible. And I need to emphasize just how weird this is. Because the, the two of you are pretty competent people, Charles in particular, and in almost any other circumstance, with anything that you could carry somewhere, right? Like, there's no way that anything could haul off and do that kind of harm to Charles. And he's still not dead, he's just unconscious. Plus, he's a federal agent, there's only so much you can do with that. Um, so you wake up, and Charles is strapped to a table. And by strapped to a table, I mean that he there 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 he is like there, it's sort of like a sixty degree incline, and there there are some straps on him, but they're more suggestions than restraints, given who Charles is. But the two robots with the electric guns pointed at him are very persuasive, and the vital center is is sort of sitting around muttering to himself, like fiddling with one of the robots that got like mangled. And you see also, um, there's, there's somebody else there. He's about 6'2", very handsome. He's got, like, CEO hair, where, like, the, uh, the, the like little white at the temples. And he says, mildly, if either of you had wanted a tour, I would have been delighted to let you in. But now, I've assaulted a federal agent. And I'm not sure how to solve this problem. Mm. Charles is, Charles says nothing. Yeah. Uh, Rosalind is not restrained. Uh, she is um, has been propped up on like a beanbag chair, and they were kind of waiting for her to come back. And uh, her, her watch is trashed, but her internal time sense tells her it's been like maybe half hour. Uh, and, of course, Charles' un- unshakable time sense tells him the same thing. <laughs> Charles checks his GPS tracker just to make sure. Yeah. Processing. 
Charles checks his boron level. <laughs> That's true. Hey, did you know that boron is only ever created through cosmic rays hitting larger things? Kick ass. Yeah, I, I had no idea. It's not actually created as part of any of the fusion processes. Instead, it is a derivative of larger things getting hit and split in the atmosphere. Outstanding. This has been Boron Facts. <laughs> I like Boron. So I also want to say to you, like, narratively, so I've, I've had you both wake up next to each other twice now. <laughs> it seems to be a trend. Mm-hmm, disturbing trend. <laughs> uh, Charles's shirt is off, but his, his pants are on. Like, it, the shirt just got burned off. Uh, but he still has pants and boots on. Rosalind... Uh, Th- that's fine, honestly, be- because he's basically a Ken doll. You know, yes. pants don't matter. <laughs> but uh, one thing that they do see is that, like, Charles really is just, like, skin all the way down and, and, and bits of metal or whatever ceramic metal composite Charles is actually made out of. So there's a, um, there's a pause as, as, as the two of you come to, and he says, mm-hmm. uh, you may refer to me as the technocrat. This is, uh, this is my facility. Can I ask what you were doing here, and if there is some way that this can end with nobody else getting hurt? Well, that would depend on why you're experimenting on children. That's kind of a thing that's frowned upon in polite society. Uh, this is... Oh, he turns it... The, the kids are um, the, napping. They're resting after surgery. I'm sorry. The, um, these are emancipated minors that volunteered for a procedure. And I, I can provide you documentation to that effect. I'm very sorry. Also, before we go any further, just just so everybody's really clear, and he points up, and you can see, like, all the way up through the rafters there, there is definitely, like, one of the remaining ICBM engines pointing down into the space. And he says, just, that exists... We should not do that. But I want to explain why I have I have an, a rocket engine pointing into my lap. So when I saw the comic book confrontation on the bridge in San Francisco, I knew that the world had changed in a very fundamental way. And I knew that progress would only come from embracing these changes. We have to we have to be adaptable. We can't resist change. We must manage a change. And I was I was a change management agent in an, an earlier career. And he just says that like it's something someone would say. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure minors can't consent. Yeah, well they're sh- or no. Okay. And, uh, and I'm happy to discuss that at length in, in a series of legal proceedings, uh, which do not involve a random person diving into the room and shooting things or punching things. So that that's a conversation I'm, I'm actually probably willing to have. And if if there has been some kind of error in our treatment regimen for these, these children's addictions and various mental illnesses uh, and physical illnesses, then we can we can certainly rectify that as time passes. But and again, it just comes right out of it. I understand. Okay. Says so, so, but the thing, but you know as well as I do that the gray goo is a difficult to understand event. However, one of the consistent results is that some people who were touched by the gray goo and who have been touched by the gray goo in some way are changed 
and they're changed in a, in a manner that makes them immune to certain types of physics. And it's a matter of time until those, until those, how to put this, until someone with a little more vision than a comic book supervillain figures out what to do with that. And we need to be prepared for that. Mm. And Charles is just listening and doesn't seem to really be moved by this. Yeah, legit. Not really Charles's thing. Yeah. You just buy against. In a way, I'm glad you came here because um, Charles, you were responsible for for my change in opinion and my awakening, and I feel that I have something to offer you, which is, I think you are holding yourself back. I think that you're, that the, well, how's this? You weren't put back together, Charles. You put yourself back together after the incident. There, there was, there is no prosthetic limb. There is no technology that remotely approximates the thing that you are. Is this like a Dianetics thing? What's that? Is this like a Dianetics thing? Charles says Charles completely. Say that, that's awesome. Yes, completely like nonchalant, like like having a conversation. Is this a Dianetics thing? And Rosalind actually snorts a little at that. She's been trying to fade into the background here, but that. Kind of he smiles because he's got enough self confidence to take it. He's like, "No, there are no body thetans being discussed at this time." Very good. Surely you've noticed that you're not possible. I've I've seen some things that I thought weren't possible, like cavalier experimentation on children. Cavalier is a very strong word, but we'll get to that. Uh, Bob and Rosalind gets a gets a gets a, a poke. Psychically from her rat. Any particular rat? The one she has a psychic link to, for example. <laughs> for instance. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to that. So, where are you, Ramirez? Uh, sorry, I got a little stunned there. Uh, you've been out for about half an hour. I scoped out the place. Uh, I can almost certainly cut the power. Uh, the, the kids here are all, um, well, they all have that little, uh, the silver stuff. They all have that implanted in them. I don't know what it's going to do if I wake them up. Like. There are, I counted them. There's 13 kids. Uh, they look like human adolescent aged. I, you guys all look similar to me. That's racist, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, good call. Species as really? such, yes. Yeah, so, um, and then the rest of the staff has been cleared out of the facility, pretty much. Any other robots? Uh, no, actually. Uh, the, uh, and the two that Charles uh, punched uh, are not responding. They're, they're done for a while. You figure out how uh, the uh, other two are controlled? Is there, a, uh, is there a shutdown somewhere, or are they completely autonomous? I'm... Pretty sure that vital center guy is a Wi-Fi hotspot. As it were. Excellent. All right, I know you know that Ramirez voice. I'm sorry. The... I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that vital center guy is a Wi-Fi hotspot. I'm pretty sure you that that, that your Ramirez voice is the uh, like Chicago bouncer guy from it is Shadow. why here's my problem like I, I actually try to develop voices and i'm, I'm terrible at this and they all sound like, yeah, like goofy voices but like actual different ones 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe in Boston, some something a little higher. Shout out. <laughs> I parked the car in Harvard Yard. I don't know. Like I, yeah. this is a ma- this is a major failure I have. Like as as, as a storyteller yeah, and GM, I, I'm generally not good with accents. That's why I save like all of my characters with accents. I save those for like you know play by forum, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, like, so I can type it out. Long story short, Maris is an asshole. <laughs> this week, but I can I can throw the power whenever you want, and um, if there's something else smart, I will do it. Awesome. Stay, uh, stay frosty. Stay safe for now. Stay frosty. <laughs> you say stay frosty. <laughs> that is what they say when... I am not going to say stay frosty. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> Hey, uh, Michael here. Thank you for listening to our 18th episode of Get In Loser, We're Going Adventuring. We're still playing Champion 6th Edition. Thanks, as always, to Brad Padre for our intro, outro, and interstitials. Thanks also to freesound.org for sounds and tabletop audio for background music. Thank you to Shanta for helping me flesh out the plot. Please leave a review on your podcast player of choice and tell a nerdy friend about us. There's a lot of green there, yeah. Yeah, but the red ones are just, you know, they're food, and they have a little sugar in them, and they taste good. I put half of one on a salad every day, so I'm with you on that. Now, if she'd only put your dice in the bag with the carrots and the peppers. Well, then I'd eat them, and nobody's better off at that point. (laughs) Also, if there's one thing which is definitively my job, it is to carry my own goddamn dice around. Pretty exclusively your domain. And you're clearly not the master of your domain. I'm not not being an idiot there. I'm actually just pulling up just a dice roller. There we go. Those exist now. We'll just have to supply the dice sound effects for you. What is DC? Is it damage class? There we go. What's that? What's that? DC. Is that what is DC? Damage class? Damage class. Every every five points you put into this thing. So either it's, you know, like every 15 points produces 1d6 for a killing... And every uh, five points produces one d six for a regular attack. Yeah, because I was looking. At, I was looking at, like I said, I was looking at some of these maneuvers, and like the maneuvers are like, oh, plus one d c or whatever the hell. Right. So effectively, your your whatever you're doing is worth five points more because you announced it and took a you know minor penalty or whatever. Well, yeah, and the martial arts moves are are you don't get those by default. You have to actually buy them because like you know anybody can punch, but. Um, well, that just means you're more likely to hit something. That well, but that's what the combat maneuvers modify is your OCV. So you're right. Yeah, and your damage. And see, Charles has like a gigantic OCV, and then just whatever he hits falls over. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, they're, they're standard combat maneuvers, like haymaker and, and grab and block and things right. like that. But then or there's like a martial right? that, that Charles might do. Right, there's but there's martial maneuvers that are like more like you you are trained in this martial arts. You can therefore mm. throw or disarm or you know, things, right. you know the weird things. It's like the maneuver is a weapon, right? Yeah, right. and then the way exactly the maneuvers are a small power that you purchase, and then usually what you do is you have three or four maneuvers that come together that represent like your your art. I'm gonna make a recommendation, Mike. I would say why don't we we try recording? Oh, we are recording. Yes. Um, you, we may want to like record for a couple minutes and then okay. we'll take a, take a quick break and then you play it back because we'll right you, now. for me, you are coming at kind of fading in and out a little bit. 
Yeah, it's okay. a little broken up. And, I, and I'd hate oh, to go like an hour audio. and then have you realize that your audio is garbage. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because uh, I might have to kick down to the, the mic on my computer. Okay, thanks. Right. All right. I'm, I'm going to check it now. No, it's totally listenable. That's great. I'll stop eating carrots during the recording. <laughs> Seems <laughs> legit. You'll, you can move on to apples. <laughs> Celery. Bark. Yes. Popcorn. Coats. I got a face for radio. <laughs> and a voice for print. I guess would be that that would be reasonable. I'm obviously trying. I'm, I'm not trying to weasel out of anything. I just it just strikes no, no, me. We, as, we had a plan all the way around. Like yeah, this is this is inherent to the character concept. Right, right. I mean, I'm certainly willing to say it is 1.5 x. That's the only thing that makes sense, really. Yeah. If the next level is two, then yeah. Here. It's just, I mean, there's only two paragraphs. There's not, unless there's like a DM's guide that would go into it in more detail. Let me see if it's uh, mentioned anywhere else. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. Back in, in combat, I'm just going to search vulnerability to, of course I mistyped it, and it's now going to take 10 years, but vulnerability. Dum-da-dum. Uh, well, so if you think about it, like a 20d6 blast is 100 points, right? So if this is just one well, view, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to resolve that narratively by having you roll dice. <laughs>